Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Welcome back to another episode of our Beat Writer Bites as we preview UConn football's next game against the University of Central Florida. Joining us today is Matt Marshall of the Orlando Sentinel. So Matt, I, I guess we could start with probably the one thing on everyone's mind this week when it comes to UCF, and that was the loss on Saturday to Pittsburgh, their first regular season loss since November of 2016. From your perspective in covering the team, how surprised were you with last week's showing and that loss coming at Pittsburgh? Well, I, I think I was more surprised at the start. You know, it was a very slow start. Normally, UCF is, is known for putting up, you know, uh, going out quickly and, and, and going, you know, putting up a lot of points early on. We saw them the week before against Stanford. They jumped out really quick, uh, you know, and, and really kind of overwhelmed the Cardinal early on um, against Pittsburgh, you know, they didn't play that way. You know, they, they played almost on their heels, I think early and uh, their offensive line struggled to kind of create opportunities for, for Dylan Gabriel to you know, get, you know, the ball down the field. They weren't able to run the football very well uh, defensively. You know, they couldn't really get that kind of push up front that they're known for having uh, this year. And so, so to fall behind 21, nothing, I think was a little bit more surprising and they were able to kind of make a big rally. I think they, they you know, they were able to rally and take the lead again. But in the end, you know, they just weren't able to kind of get their their, their first foot on the ground. I guess to say, you know, they they seemed like they were coming from behind at every at every point, and uh, that to me was more surprising than anything in this game. Yeah. So so with that loss, that they, they dropped quite a bit. If you look at the AP top twenty five poll, uh, you know, everyone online who's been hating on UCF for the past two years, uh, you know, is definitely pretty happy in there poking some fun at UCF at their expense, what's the vibe around the team like, uh, you know, since coming back from this loss on Saturday? Well, you know, this, more, this morning we got a chance to talk to some of the players and the coach, and I, I think there's obviously disappointment among everyone. I mean, I think they thought that, you know, they would go out and maybe play better than they did. Um, but there's also this idea of, you know, they're not going to let this one loss kind of define what this team's going to do. Uh, you know, they, they still realize their goals to be met. You know, they want to win the the American Athletic Conference championship again, you know, for a third straight year. So they realize they, they still control that. Um, they still really kind of can have a chance at, at getting to a New Year's Six Bowl game. You know, they just they need to continue to to play better and, and, and win, you know, win all their games and hope that Boise State at some point, you know, maybe stumbles as well. But, you know, so for that point, you know, they're not looking at this as, as, as like an all-crushing defeat, you know, that, that's knocked them off their, their season. So um, they're, they want to get back you know, getting back to things. They talk about they have a rule on Mondays where once they're done discussing, you know, the, the, the previous week, you know, they're done with it. They don't talk about the past. So after today, I'm sure their focus is all, all on UConn, and, and they, they feel like, you know, they've got to correct some things, and, and they'll be right back at starting a whole new streak when, when it's all said and done. So one thing, uh, you know, to look at from a player perspective is they've been starting uh, a true freshman at quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, the past few games. Uh, what are your thoughts on him early on? You know, last last week was his third game that he started. And do you see Brandon Wimbush, who was supposed to be an impact uh, transfer coming from Notre Dame, do you see him, him being back at any point to play a role uh, over the next few weeks? Well, you know, the first part of that, you know, with Dylan, I mean, I, I don't think anyone could have anticipated him playing as well as he has early on. Um, you know, he was a true freshman, early enrollee that arrived in January. We've been hearing how, you know, talented he was. We knew he broke all these records 
in Hawaii that Mackenzie Milton, you know, another UCF quarterback had set, you know, so we knew there was talent there. Um, but we really didn't get a chance to see much of that. Even in the spring game, we just saw a little bit of it. And, he was, and you can see some of the part of it where he seemed a little bit young and, and you know, was kind of still adjusting to things. But all through the summer, we've been hearing from, from coaches that, you know, this is, and players that, you know, he is, he is, you know, grasped the offense really well, uh, a guy that they feel like they could, you know, utilize. And, and we saw that kind of early on, and then he just kind of took the reins and took over. And I think he's done a, a, done a tremendous job. I know he had a couple interceptions, you know, against Pittsburgh. Um, one of those I thought, you know, really was, you know, the defender was in his face, you know, hit him in the chest as he was throwing the ball. So it really wasn't so much his fault. Um, and the second one was a, was a coverage sack, but a uh, coverage interception. But I think he's played well enough. He's got great poise. You look at the, the throw, the, the air on his throws. I mean, they're, they're tremendous. I mean, he, he's making throws that you wouldn't expect an 18 year old to make. Um, he's got a very good arm and he, and a, and a sense of what the offense is trying to do. So he's done a tremendous job. Um, on the second part of that with Brandon Wimbush, you know, that's, that's the, that's Marines to be uncertain, you know, right now. Um, you know, he's only, you know, he started the first game, played okay. Um, you know, was, we were told he was banged up in the second game, wasn't 100%, so he couldn't play against FAU. Uh, we've only seen him two other times, basically, in situations where he did quarterback runs. And, and both times, he, he, you know, he was sacked for or, or hit for a loss. Um, you know, we've asked Josh Heifel about it. Uh, he says there are going to be opportunities, but that just kind of remains to be seen. I think as long as Dylan Gabriel continues to play – at that you know uh, you know elite level, I'm not sure if we're going to see Wimbush much at all this year, unless it's more in, in a role of just kind of coming in in certain specific plays. So we we, we talked uh, about Gabriel and the success he's had to start his season. For UConn fans who might be tuning in to see UCF for the first time, who are some other players uh, the fans should be on the lookout for? Well, I think you have to look at Gabe Davis. You know, they're, they're a talented wide receiver. You know, he's a guy that is really kind of, you know, I, I think has elevated his game to the next level. Um, he's their primary target. Uh, he's a guy last week that had over 150 yards receiving, had a career highs, 10 catches. He's a guy that's really benefited from Dylan Gabriel's performance so far. Uh, he's been able to take advantage of that. I think you look at the backfield, there's, there's four guys right now that really can kind of rotate in or out. You know, Greg McCray had over 1,000 yards last season. He's a guy that's kind of a – run it down the middle of the throat, you know, the defense, you know, likes to kind of you know, run into people. Um, Adrian Killings, the other run, talented running back senior, he's a guy that's got so much speed. Uh, they'd love to use him in the, out of the back. So also using him, you know, in the passing game a little bit as well. And then there's Otis Anderson, who's kind of taken over that utility hybrid kind of uh, slash spot where, you know, they use him in the backfield sometimes, and then they use him out of a slot wide, you know, a slot receiver spot. So, they get opportunities to get in the ball very much. On defense, I, I think you got to look at Nate Evans at, at linebacker. He's a guy that has, you know, this program has seemed to produce linebackers the last three or four years. He's just stepping into that role. And then safety, Richie Grant, who's done a really good job, at, you know, in the secondary. Um, I, I think those guys right now are, are the standouts. The defensive line is, is, a, is, is just kind of a mix of guys. They've, they've had, I think last week they started, or they had 13 guys rotate in and out. Of that defensive line is something they like to do. So those really are kind of the key spots when I when I look at UCF you know, when I talk about their offense and defense together. Yeah. So you you go from a they go from a game against a uh, 
you know, an ACC team in Pittsburgh and then come home to play UConn, who, who they're favored currently by over 42 points. How do you think the coach, you know, gets this team motivated? You know, obviously, you know, the, a loss probably helps, you know, keep the team a bit more motivated. But how do you see this UCF team getting up for a game in, w- in which they're uh, favored by so many points? Well, you know, they've never been one that when you, we ask them week in and week out about specific opponents, I don't think they're one of those teams that really kind of, you know, gets up on a certain team. I, I think they, they kind of use other things to kind of motivate them. I think you're right. They're going to use this loss this, to Pittsburgh as a lot of motivation. You know, a lot of the players basically said, this, we've got, we're going in this game with a chip on our shoulder. Um, I, I think it's, you know, no disrespect to UConn, I think it's a perfect game for them to, if you're going to come off a loss like the one at Pittsburgh, it's a perfect game to come because you're back home. You're going to have a, a probably sellout. You're going to have a, a home crowd you know, behind you. Um, they're going to be motivated. Uh, they want to come out and, and try to put out the, the next best, you know, showing, best foot forward. So um, I think it's perfect for them. I, I don't think it's going to take a lot of motivation, but I, I think they, now that you have that loss, you can kind of say we can't be complacent. We can't let assume we're going to go out there and score. We may be favored by 40 points in this game, but we can't assume that we're going to do that. We have to go out there and, and continue to show and do the things we need to do to be successful. You know, Josh Heupel, the UCF coach, always uses the mantra, you know, one and zero every week and one and zero in every phase of the game. So I think he's going to continue to do that this week. I think they're going to just try to get better. And if they know they play their best football, they'll, they'll take care of itself on the scoreboard. Yeah, I'll get you out of here with this question. Uh, you know, this is the last scheduled matchup uh, between these two teams as UConn will be leaving the conference. Uh, you know, at the end of the season, what are your thoughts on this UConn Central Florida uh, matchup in, in this so-called rivalry that's kind of been going on the past few years? Uh, with with uh, however uh, you may take that rivalry, you know, curious to get thoughts from uh, someone down in Orlando. Well, you know, it was interesting. You know, when Bob Diaco created the civil the civil conflict, you know, the response wasn't as I'm sure what he thought it was going to be, and I think you know UCF wasn't really, I think it was more one-sided. I don't think UCF was really interested in kind of this idea of a rivalry between, you know, UConn. Um, you know, and, and, and obviously you saw how that kind of ended. It really, you know, never went very well, very far. Um, so much so that when they won the trophy, or supposedly won the trophy up in, you know, up, up in Connecticut, they left the trophy on the field. They didn't even want it. And, I, and I'm still curious to know where that trophy is. No one has been able to find that. I would love to know where that trophy is. So, um, but I think, you know, it's interesting because, as you mentioned, this is the last time they'll face each other in football. I know UConn is going to have to find some ways to fill its football schedule in the next year. Um, I've wondered if maybe UCF might be interested in, you know, maybe, you know, scheduling a game if they thought maybe that could help them out. Um, I, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Um, I, I know, you know, again, they've always – they never take these games lightly. They never take any opponent lightly. So I, I think when they look at it, it's just another opponent. But – um, it, it's, it's sad in some ways when you see it and, and coming to an end, but I think you never know that maybe down the road, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll schedule some other opportunity as well. Because again, I, I think there's, you know, when you look at what the history of UConn football and, you know, look what they've done, especially the last five or six years, um, there has been some high points. And I, I think they would love to, to maybe look at that, but I've not heard anyone say anything about maybe continuing the series. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, Matt, thank you uh, so much for taking the time to uh, give us a quick breakdown of uh, UCF as uh, UConn gets ready to take them on this Saturday. Appreciate the time. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CTScoreboardPod. 
the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.